Welcome to the exclusive release of the Locksmith Podcast Original Series, an in-depth analysis of the inner workings of astrology. In the last episode, we discussed Mars, the sacred masculine crystallization of the fiery force of will. In that, we identified the depth between Venus and Mars, but only touched upon the significance of Earth. We made mention how Mercury was expressing the scale of existence as expressed in correspondence by the Sun, reflected within the Moon, where within the depth crystallizing between Venus and Mars, the potential of life occurred to open within manifest existence, correspondent birth to the principle of gender as correspondence of mentalism, an experience of vibration, rhythm, cause, and effect within correspondence as such, the holy union of divine feminine and sacred masculine as the potential for sustainability and immutable potentiality manifest in Earth. And so today, we're going to take a closer look at Earth and cover the houses as it pertains to Earth. So without further ado, I'm Jay Castle, and this is the Locksmith Podcast. First, let's do a brief recap. The sun is correspondent to existence. The moon is correspondent to existential expression. Mercury, the first moon, is attributed correspondence with the synchronotic actuations of the sun as a force of existential expression to that which manifests. Venus is an aspect extension of Mercury, the watery force which is deep, receptive, abyssal, and poisonous with too much regard, as an express extension and implication by the way she receives and breaks down existence, the Earth is who, in fashion of the contextual reconstructions and crystallizing transformative processes, causes the recursive impression of expression to be felt, which in Mars is then expressed through manifestation and existence. Earth is the fascinating home of us all, the kingdom of God. As we engage in contextualizations on Earth, we're paving the way for expressions in scale of expansion and contraction of ideas and physical emanations and manifestations. The emanations of Jupiter and Saturn are expressed as crystallizations through time into the emanations of Neptune and Uranus, essentially correspondent to the spirit of air and water, an expression uniting the mental and emotional with Sun and Pluto, existence and transformation. Since a nice color to all of this is provided by the signs, the signs are like fields of influence as phenomenal macro expressions correspondently associated with planets who are the physical micro-expressions, emanations of the densest sort emitting spheres of celestial influence like gravity. Now, you see, Earth is the reflection of existence in a meta-fashion to the sun. The Earth is in emanation of transformative creative crystallizations to the point of such reflecting an image of the signs on Earth, which we call houses in astrology. The relation of the houses are to Earth as the signs are to the universe. In mirroring how the signs are ruled by planets, each house is ruled by a sign. The houses are set up in modal order, just as the signs are. Three potential modes of being reflected from signs to houses is the cardinal to angular, fixed to succedent, and mutable to cadent, providing an interconnected saturation of experience. Astrology is correspondently information adorned as decoration to the experiences the weather has in our days. And in this experience, we have 12 houses, or 12 ways the celestial influences manifest on Earth. So let's talk about the houses. 
The first house is ruled by Ares, domiciled on Mars. This house pertains to the life, and this is the house of the self. This is the expressional correspondences as it pertains to relationship like the sun to Mercury. The first house is composed of angular fire and is tied with regard to experience of self-understanding, the physicality of perspective, outlooks, impressions, and beginnings. This house is correspondent to the major arcana of the tower and the emperor. The second house is ruled by Taurus, domiciled to Venus. This is the house of gain, the house of value, making it correspondent to contextualizing material desires, values, and resourcefulness. This is the house where expression of physicality and phenomenality are expressed in substance and possession. Contextualizations of relevancy and validity are mirrored in expression by perspective desires and desirability. The second house shares correspondence with early childhood as objective potential, where the third house shares correspondence with early childhood as subjectively experienced. This house is tied correspondently to the major arcana of the Empress and the Hierophant, creating an interesting lens reflected by the eighth house of death and rebirth. Third house, ruled by Gemini, domicile to Mercury, is the order. This is the house of sharing. This is communication, transportation, altruism, and distribution. This is the house where thinking and communication are brother and sister in rhetoric and dialect. Correspondent to early conscious environments, this house shares representative influences on analytical ability, dramatically tied within personal communication and expression of mental operations. This house is correspondent to the major arcana of the magicians and the lover, providing a phenomenal segue into the physiophenomenal blending expressed in the mirror of the ninth house of spirituality, higher learning, and intuition. The fourth house ruled by cancer, domicile to the moon. This house regards the parent. This is the house of home and family, history, heritage, foundation, and, and immediate circumstances as extensions of existence correspondent to self. This is the house where identifications of comfort and self-understandings of the external and internal are stirred up within and reflected upon in the experience of individual home environments offering a reflection to how your father or mother was experienced by you as an extension. This house is correspondingly tied to the major arcana of the high priestess and the chariot, showing an elusive extension into the external environment as reflected by the tenth house of foundation and advantage. The fifth house, ruled by Leo, domicile to the sun. This is the house of children. This is the house of recreation, pleasure, and leisure. It's the experience of correspondence with that which is enjoyable, entertaining, risky, creative, or perceived to be game-like and fun. All of that which is correspondent in expression as reflected in its position. This house deals primarily in the personal displays of self-expression. Profoundly enough, this includes correspondence with creativity, affection, endeavors, romance, and children. The fifth house is where the individual releases internal energy into and within the external field. This is in essence the physical manifestation of conscious combination of force and form, the house correspondent with the major arcana of the sun and strength, a process of exchange beyond the physical and unconscious unknown and physiophenomenal, beautifully reflected in the 11th house of support and blessing creating the display of relationship in subjective integrations of objective extensions. 
The sixth house ruled by Virgo, domiciled to Mercury. This is the house of health, oftentimes correspondent with sickness and health. This is like the rhythmic flow of up and down, where daily life takes place and mastery is found, containing the force of potential to create illness in lack of care and skills with healthy courage to pursue wellness. This house is relationally correspondent with discipleship, apprenticeship, services performed for others, and employment in general. The overcoming of obstacles to manifest the production of fruits and achievement. Planets within this house are correspondent markers with challenges correspondent to the manifestations acting as indications of preferential professions. Ultimately, this is profoundly correspondent to the major arcana of the magician and the hermit, which is interesting to note as it pertains to being mirrored by the twelfth house, the house of rehabilitation and sacrifice, providing depth within the restorative process of correspondent services to others. This, of course, is what the Caduceus portrays in essence. With that, we will resume the special two-part episode of Earth and Houses in the next episode. Before we go, fun fact, did you know the word planet originates from a term meaning to wander? And I, I think this is pretty interesting to say the influences we call planets are what is perceived to be wandering, likely named by the moving from sign to sign, going from home to home, all of which happens to be correspondent to manifestations as you layer houses and signs into the mixture. An idea, when translated, expresses the truth that when faced against the pressures of existence, people form relationships with the external environment. This idea is valid in matters of scale as even collectively we manifest implicit expressions as inherent to existence. Some individuals are better suited for certain roles over others, and with the determination to express your will, you can afford the potential to influence and shift your position. Consider it in the same regard as when conceptualizing the truth that all people are created equal. Where consciousness is an interconnected experience of distributions and scales and measure, correspondence constructed on the grounds of spiritual embrace, every internal influence manifests with an external expression. The integration of information, experience, and correspondent synchronicity, the conversation between subconscious forces, the subjective internal expressions felt in emotion and received through the environment, the contextually objective correspondent external expression continuously received and mirrored within the conscious awareness of the external environment. All subject experiences of the sacred masculine and divine feminine expressing the ever-expanding creator source in a fractal of time, the masterwork timepiece of celestial proportions. Anyways, more on that later. If you enjoy this content, let me know. Find The Locksmith Podcast on Facebook and Twitter to stay tuned in. If you want to show your support, find The Locksmith Podcast on Patreon and subscribe. Patrons receive episodes before anyone else, gaining access to bonus content like behind-the-scenes info, opportunities to talk to The Locksmith, and even a chance to be featured in upcoming episodes. So, what are you waiting for? Find The Locksmith and become a patron. As always, this has been The Locksmith Podcast. I'm Jay Castle. Thanks for watching.